Awesome, awesome. There we are. How are we, church? Are we good? We're going well? I think, um, you know, uh, God, I, I don't think, I know that God's presence is here and it's rich and um, just love being in the house of God. And I want to also welcome some special guests from in church, Penrith, Shane and Nicola. Can we give them a, a round of applause? It's so good to have... Uh, you know, Joe and I love where we, we, we've come from. We love in church Penrith, and it will always be, you know, special in our hearts. And having um, Shane and Nicola come and, and, and be part of um, us, we are, we're, we are one uh, body just in different locations. And it's so great to have you guys here. Thank you for coming and, you know, honoring us with your presence. It's great to have you here. And, church, again, greetings to everybody, greetings to everyone online. I'm excited to bring the word. I uh, just want to. Share, you know, recently I've um, actually started a course for my own development and um, I'm absolutely loving it. And, you know, it's important that, you know, as Christians, you know, growth doesn't come by chance. It's like anything. You know, you have to be intentional. You have to actually make effort to be able to grow. And I've started this course um, with Tanya Harris. It's called uh, the, the, the Church That Hears God's Voice, something along, them, along those lines. And Absolutely love it because just I've just been reminded of how God speaks. He speaks. He speaks to us individually. He speaks to us, you know, um, on that in, on that level that um, nobody else can. And so I want to be able to, you know, based upon kind of what I've been learning, I want to share some stuff that you know uh, I've been learning. And and I want to give you know Tanya Harris credit in that because you know um, in case it's it's insightful stuff. Um, you know, it didn't come from me. <laughs> it comes from God anyway, doesn't it? We, we give God glory and give God, give God praise every single time because it's his word. But let me just pray before I preach and then we'll get right into it. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. Thank you that, uh, Lord, there are people that have positioned themselves this morning to hear from you. Holy Spirit, and that is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, and I just pray, Lord, that, you know, the word of God this morning would accomplish what it needs to, Holy Spirit. I, I believe that in that worship time, we've prepared our hearts. There's, I believe there's good soil here for the seed to, to be um, imparted into. And I just pray that, Lord, you would have your way this morning. And we thank you and give you glory and, uh, and honor every single time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I've, I've titled this sermon, okay, this sermon, The King Speaks. So as you know, this year, our theme is uh, a king and a cause, and we serve the king of all kings, and we, have, we are able to be a part of the greatest cause on earth, and that is to reach our city, to bring his kingdom onto this earth, and boy, does our earth need that, right? But I love speaking about the king. I love learning about the king. You know, we have a king who wants to be in relationship with us. That blows my mind every single time to think that the creator of the universe, my kids, actually, they love talking at the dinner table about eternity and about heaven and about, you know, I think Darius' latest one was, you know, he's trying to understand how is it that God always existed. And, you know, we serve a mighty God, one that we can't get our minds wrapped around, right? A good God, a mighty God, and a God that, you know, is described in Scripture as the king, the king, and this king, he wants to speak to us. Wow, he wants to speak to us. But let me 
start by just talking a, thing, a few things through before we kind of, I want to do a bit of teaching and then I want to do a little bit of preaching just to help us understand how our king, how he speaks. Well, first of all, how was the earth created? How was the earth created? Think about it. It began with God speaking. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. He spoke. God spoke. How are people, how are people healed? And if you're believing for a healing still, how are people healed? Well, it is the word sent forth, right, that overcomes disease and death. The scripture says in Psalm 107.20, it says this, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. The king speaks to us. Mark 9.25 says this, When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death and dumb spirit, I command you, he's speaking, come out of him and enter him no more. The king speaks. The king speaks. And in John 11.43, Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And of course, this story is about Lazarus who was announced, you know, dead, completely dead. He was wrapped in, in, in the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, what, what is it called? The, the cloth or whatever, to, put in the tomb. He was dead. But the king, he speaks. The king, he speaks. And I want to stir up your faith this morning. I want to stir this up. How are people saved? How are people saved? Let me ask you that. How are people saved? It is made possible through the living Word, Jesus, the living Word. So as we know, the Word became flesh to atone us for our sin. The Word, the spoken Word became flesh. That's how we are saved. Now this pattern, right, is throughout the Scriptures. It all starts with God speaking. He speaks Constantly through the scriptures. Every act of God in biblical history was preceded by an act of communication. He's speaking. Even Jesus did nothing without first hearing it. Isn't that amazing? That he heard what his father instructed him, what his father taught him, he would teach. Hearing the voice of God, proceeding what he was to say. Amazing. But now let me give you a little bit of an understanding of how God spoke in the Old Covenant. Okay? The Old Covenant. This is before Jesus. B.C., before Christ. God has always been speaking, right, in order to reveal his nature because it is always about him. It's not about us. Right? We're not on this journey about me and about my situation, about my problem. No, it is about God. And, and His beautiful nature comes through in Scripture constantly. He's always been revealing Himself by speaking. However, in the Old Covenant, not everyone has been able to hear it. Okay? Under the Old Covenant, right, direct revelation by the Spirit was largely only available to the prophets. 
the prophets were a select group of individuals who were specifically called to hear God's voice on behalf of others. So what would happen is they would hear from God, mostly in dreams and visions, and then pass his message on, prophesy them to God's people. So it'd be you and I in the old covenant waiting to hear from God from that individual, the prophet, that God would speak to. I'm talking about the old covenant, the way, the old covenant, the way God spoke. When the people acted on what they heard, they were able to partner with God, right, and witness his manifest presence. Powerful. And you think about the, the uh, you know, when Jericho came down, that is exactly what happened. The people, they were partnering with God and they witnessed his manifest presence. How is it that when you walk around the city, right, as God instructs, praising and worshiping God, that the walls come down? Well, it's hearing from God what he instructed them to do and then they would obey and listen and they would experience the manifest presence of God. So the, this pattern, okay, this pattern continued into the incarnation when as the living word Jesus came to reveal God's life, giving power and the fullness of God's nature. This is how it was, okay? Now I want to get to the exciting bit, okay, because we now know that the old covenant has passed and we now can embrace the new covenant. What does that mean? Well, after Jesus ascended, it, the, 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 the seismic shift occurred. Huge, massive game changer occurred. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit was poured out on the entire church. On the entire church. Many signs as we read, and wonders occurred that day. But notice the first point of Peter's sermon. What did he say? What was the first point, most important point? Quoting from the prophet Joel, he declared that the Spirit's outpouring meant that everyone, everyone, Vince, Stan, everyone, everyone, young and old, male and female, could now receive revelatory messages in the same way as the Old Covenant prophets. Wow! You would hear from God through the Chosen One, and suddenly the outpouring of the Holy Spirit has come. And suddenly it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the biggest shift, biggest game changer that, they have, that's, that there has ever, ever been. They could all hear God's voice in dreams and visions and speak them forth as prophecy. Powerful. Because that is what prophecy is. It's not just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Prophecy is hearing what God is saying and proclaiming it and saying what God is saying. Acts 2.16 says this. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Any old person in this building? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting older. 
You haven't missed the bus. You haven't missed the bus. Young and old. The Spirit being poured out on young and old. Every person, every person who chose to follow Jesus could now hear directly from God without the mediation of a prophet. Wow. This gift was not only given to the people assembled in Jerusalem that day. No, no. As Peter proclaimed, the promise was for those who lived in Jerusalem and beyond. And beyond. Judea and Samaria and all who were far off. All who were far off. Acts 2.39 says this. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. As many as the Lord our God will call. Are you called by Him this morning? Praise the Lord. Because if you are called by Him this morning, this promise is for you. You are the people afar off. Now everyone could receive the power and knowledge of God through hearing the Spirit's voice. Don't we need that? Don't we need the knowledge that comes only from Him? Everyone could access the divine wisdom and revelation of God for themselves. Listen, let's be honest. We need divine wisdom in the day and age that we're living in today. We need to know, God, what are you saying? Lord, How this unique situation, what do I do, God? I need your divine wisdom. I need your knowledge that comes from hearing the Spirit of God speaking. We need that. I know for me, I don't want to pastor, I don't want to father, I don't want to do any, I don't want to be a school teacher, I don't want to do anything without knowing that the Holy Spirit is leading me, guiding me, giving me divine wisdom and knowledge that only comes from Him. Everyone can access the wisdom and revelation of God for themselves. That makes, listen to this, that makes the act of receiving the Spirit with the capacity to hear from God. The King, the King, He speaks. And now we have the opportunity to hear Him speak. It's powerful. This was the moment everyone had been waiting for. Moses, long-awaited wish. The longings of Jeremiah, Joel, and Isaiah. The promise had finally come to pass. So what does this mean for us? And I've been saying it, but what does this mean for us today? Living in the 21st century, Canberrans. What does this mean for us? You and I get to live and experience this promise. That's what it means. We are the far-off people. Isn't that cool? He's speaking about the far-off people. Australia is pretty far off from Jerusalem, correct? <laughs> We're the far-off people that he's speaking about. The promise is for us. If you have chosen to follow Jesus, and I asked that question before, you can hear directly from God without the mediation of a prophet. That is incredible. That is incredible because God will lead you. His Spirit will lead you into life and not death. 
He will lead you on the path of righteousness. He will lead you in the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes it's difficult. Like I said, it's difficult in different situations. What is the way here, Lord? What do I do? How do I behave? What do I say? He will lead us. He speaks to us. He comes alongside of us and gives us that wisdom that we need. You and I can receive the power and knowledge of God through hearing the Spirit's voice. You and I can access the divine wisdom and revelation of God for ourselves. Praise the Lord. Can anybody say amen? Come on. It's beautiful. You might have heard this before, or you may not have heard of this before, but I'm here to to hopefully take our church in the direction of people that will hear God's voice. We don't, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be people that turn up every Sunday and the only time you're hearing God speak is by the pastor preaching. And don't get me wrong, I love you being here. It's an honor that you would be here and that you'd you'd make this time a time that you prioritize. Praise the Lord. But I want to encourage us as a church, as the body of Christ, to step forward into this promise into a place where we can hear God speak. He can help us go from that, that baby Christian, you know, being nurtured by mommy with milk, to that mature Christian that is chomping down on steak. Anybody like steak here? Awesome. I'm not alone, right? Or salmon. I prefer salmon. But the point is, this promise is for us. The question, though, I have for today The question is, do you hear God speak? Do you hear Him speak? Do you know the voice of God when He speaks? You know, it was funny. The other day I was at the school doing a a school shift. And as a teacher went around the corner, he didn't see me. I go, "Hi, hi, Michael. And he goes, hi, David. And he didn't even see who it was that said hello to him. But the point is, he knows my voice, right? He knows my voice. The question is, do you know the voice of God when he speaks? Because he is speaking. He is speaking. And let me show you a powerful example of this in Scripture that will help me illustrate how God speaks and sometimes we don't hear it. Okay, now this is in the Old Testament. So I'm not contradicting myself by saying a select few heard from God, right? It's just an example that really illustrates this well of are you hearing God speak? And who I want to talk about is Samuel. He was a prophet, judge, and leader of Israel who lived in the 11th century BC, a long, long, long time ago, okay? He was dedicated to God by his parents, um, Elkanah and Hannah, and raised in the temple By the priest Eli. He was raised in the temple. He anointed um, and counseled the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David. This guy was a man of God. But let me share a story of Samuel, in Samuel's life, right, that illustrates hearing God speak. And in 1 Samuel 3, 110, we're just going to read through this and I'm going to just Bring out a couple points. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Not like it is now. It's not rare because the Spirit has been outpoured 
on all of us to be able to hear. But it was rare in those days. There was um, no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Stop interrupting my sleep. <laughs> it's Michaela in our life. Happens all the time, I'm telling you. Um, and I don't even know it happens, by the way. Terrible husband and father. Pray for me, church. I just don't hear it. Right? Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as um, at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. What a powerful story of hearing the voice of God or not hearing the voice of God. It illustrates this so well. The king speaks, but are you listening? And I'm asking you the question this morning. I'm asking me the question this morning. In our development, loving God, growing in Him, are you hearing His voice? Or are you in the same rut that you were five years ago, haven't moved forward, going in circles like the children of Israel, walking around, walking around in circles. God's addressing things in your life. But I'm not listening or I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. Listen. God does speak. The question is, are we listening? He wills that you would step into your God-given destiny to step into what He has called you to be on this earth. And I'm not talking about, this is not about us. This is about us aligning ourselves with Him on the mission, understanding that He has called you and He has called myself to be co-partners with Him, to see His kingdom come. But are you there yet? Or are you stuck in a rut? You know, it's almost like you ever seen a car stuck in the mud with their tires going. I think Sean had a situation recently. It would be as if I would come along to Sean and I'd say, here you go, mate. I've got the strategy to get you out of that bog. But Sean would say, I'm not listening. No, 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 I've got this. Is that our response to God? Quite possibly, for some of us, it might be. Or have you forgotten what he sounds like? Some of us, 
used to know what God sounded like, would respond, would have a tender conscience. But the reality of life and the difficulty of life, the, the, the adversary of the enemy, different challenges that you faced, disappointments. And now I've forgotten what God's voice sounds like because I'm bitter or I am, you know, I've lost hope. I'm discouraged perhaps. I've forgotten what this voice sounds like. Like Samuel, let me encourage you. Our response to God speaking needs to be, Speak for your servant hears. I'm listening. My ears are in tune to what you want to say. And I'm talking, I'm preaching at myself. I'm telling you, speak God. And I'm listening. I'm not going to go in this rut anymore. I'm not going to refuse to do it my way. I'm going to listen because you are speaking. Some of us here, like Samuel, are still learning how to hear God's voice. That's wonderful. Can I just say that? In time, you will, just like Samuel. You'll learn. You'll learn to have that, your heart in tune with the Holy Spirit when He speaks. You'll learn how to obey Him and, and be able to step into what? the direction that he wants you to go. You will learn. Samuel was dedicated, right, to God by his parents, Elkanah and Hannah, and raised in the temple by the priest Eli. Yet God, yet when God spoke, Samuel did not know the Lord. And of course, I don't mean to take this passage, um, you know, the meaning of this passage out of context or anything like that, but isn't it amazing that he's a guy serving in the church, right? Serving, knowing the things of God, yet when God speaks, he did not hear his voice. He did not, know, he did not even know the Lord yet. It's a powerful reminder for us as contemporary Christians doing our religious rituals, right? But still missing the voice of God or still not being able to even know God, powerful illustration. Fulfilling, fulfilling religious practices doesn't qualify me to hear the voice of God. Let us not be like the Judah that Jeremiah speaks to. Constantly rebellious, he said. Constantly rebellious. Jeremiah 6.10 says, To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. Now you might say, I would never scorn the word of the Lord. But listen, does our life, does our life, is it lived in a way that scorns the word of God? Are we, are we as Christians at, at times guilty, right? Or maybe not even Christians here. Like I said, there's, there are some that might not know him. Are we guilty of not listening, muting our ears? You know, who's got selective hearing sometimes? In situations, yeah, well done, Wayne. So do I, right? Only tuning our ears into what we want to hear. But let me encourage you this morning. And by the way, I want to continue in this direction for a couple of weeks, just talking about how the king, how he speaks, because I want to learn that, right? And there might be some in this church this morning. Of course, he speaks through Scripture. That's a given. He, scripture is our, our foundation that we build our life upon, Absolutely. But I want to encourage us. 
right, in this direction that we're going to go, that we're going to learn about how the king speaks and how we can be good listeners. Because I'm telling you that the enemy would hate and would be very fearful of a church who hears the voice of God. That is the truth. Church, can we close our eyes and bow our heads? Can I invite the worship team to come up and join me?